I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Thanks to Trade Coffee for supporting The Morning Stream. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before. And be sure to check out my collection. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, can I tap that camel? American cheese is neither American nor cheese. Discuss. Nicely done. I don't like injections in my peen. Hork it out of your doodah. Brian Ibbett has a very strange AH. American cheese tastes like government. Mansplaining boobs. Damn it, Kevin. The second weirdest thing we heard today. Hocus Pocus 2 end times <laughs> how many cowboys named vic do you know but scratch and drug company our time of the month with dan science with tickle me bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream let's free you from that moist pendulous meat prison and escape this corporeal plane i got a crossbow <laughs> The Morning Stream, you're soaking in it. Good morning all and welcome back to The Morning Stream. It is Tuesday, October 11th, 2022. I'm Scott and that's Brian. How is Moist Pendulous Meat Prison the second weirdest thing I've heard this morning? (laughs) You'll have to be a patron to know what this, the first weirdest thing you've heard this We're morning We're the is. first weirdest thing, and we heard it ad infinitum yep. is what we heard. That, yep. but uh, Let's just say Brian's got a strange thing. I won't. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, you yeah. Find, find out, out what that thing is. I wonder what the Patreon feed. People who uh, got the Patreon feed already heard this, but uh, for those of you who don't, this is yet another amazing reason to sign up. It's the <laughs> it really is. Strange I, You things. know, this is quite possibly the most amazing thing that's ever been uh, said ever. Right? Said ever. Yes. Said ever. That's what I say. Said ever. Said uh, ever. Anyway, hey, welcome, everybody. It's time for a show, and uh, we got a lot of things going on. In fact, yeah. I want to start things off speaking of weird things to hear. I heard something okay. yesterday while I was on the hunt for additional film choices on the Shutter app. Because okay. I have a I have a month of shutter during the holiday. Yeah, during gotta the Halloween. use up that like uh, take advantage of your month of shutter. If you pay for it, make sure you use it. Yeah, and it's cheap. I think it's five bucks. But Shutter has a bunch of originals and a bunch of horror movies and stuff that I'm into during the Halloween season. So I figured, what why, why not? So I started digging around in there, and I found this one that just hit that everybody's like ninety. It's like ninety one percent Rotten Tomatoes, and everyone's saying, "Oh, you got to see, it, you got to see it." Oh wow! Um, okay. It's this uh, fan high footage. praise right there. Yeah, pretty high praise. It's high. It's a uh, a thing called um, 
Deadstream, and it's a dude who is a a, a former is what it is. It's a, <laughs> a for, he's a former very popular YouTuber star. Oh, okay, wow. I mean, so it's all it really fake. Is. It's not really made up, but you know, yeah, of course, or not yeah. not based on anybody real. But anyway, he's he's been diminished because he he pulled some stunts that got him in trouble. The people thought were like culturally insensitive or something. So it's kind of you know yeah. the Logan Paul type stuff. Sure. Anyway, so this guy to make up for it, he straps GoPros all over him. He's got a selfie cam, a frontal looking at his face cam, one on his head, uh, and one behind him on a helmet that's seeing things behind him. And he decides, kind of found footage style, that his next big thing to bring him out of, you know, bring him back to his full glory as an influencer, he's going to go out to this uh, old haunted <clears throat> shack home thing out in the middle of. Of all places, Pace in Utah, which is not that far from me, about 30 minutes from me. <laughs> okay. And uh, I think it's actually filmed out there. I could be wrong. But anyway, <clears throat> he goes out there with all this gear and sets up cameras inside the house. The house is legitimately horrible and scary and awful and dilapidated. And clearly somebody with like a spray paint cam went in there and did a lot of crack and sprayed walls. And, you know, it's just a mess. Sure, and he's sure. there in the night. He's to show everybody how serious he is. He throws his spark plugs out of the car into the woods to say that I'm not going to just run away from this. And he's by himself. This, this keeps me from getting back in my car. <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> Basically, yeah. And the minute he does yeah. that, you go, well, he'll regret that. That's a thing he'll regret. Anyway, he gets in the house. He does all his things. I don't want to tell the whole story here, but uh, it's a great mix of funny and scary. Kind of Sam Raimi vibe going on. Okay. All right. I was surprised how, how good the mix of humor is and how well they understand the internet. This isn't just some... Bull crap. They they it's get not, it. Boop, 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 boop. Okay, I'm streaming kind of thing. No, they get it. They understand. They understand how it works. He's oh. he interacts with a chat room. Uh, it's a fake streaming service because they can't use the name Twitch, so they use something else. But uh, sure. it works just like Twitch. And the way these cr- comments come in, they I feel like these people did their research. Like they really know what they were doing. Really? Okay. Anyway, All it's right. very good. Recommend it. However, he says something during the movie that I went back and listened to four times. And thought of, okay, what's the context of the scene? I don't understand what he's referring to. I okay. don't know what this means. I'm going to play it here. And I know that I'm setting my, possibly setting myself up for, Scott, that's obvious. I've heard it a billion times. I'm okay. I'll take the hit on this if that's okay. true. All right. But I don't know what it is, Brian. Here it is. I'm going to play this. Uh, what does this mean? Here we go. This room smells like my A-H. A-H? This room my smells A-H. like my A-H. Do you know what that is? No. Not off the top I, of your head. For, for once, I can say, uh, I mean, for once, but I can honestly say, no, you're you're right in, in not understanding what, uh, oh, asshole. Oh, was it asshole? A-H. Oh. A-H. Okay. Sure. All right. Now, in context, this makes sense because I didn't, He's I, an I didn't get it until the, the chat said it, but he has to not he's trying not to say swear words because the platform okay. he's on will demonetize him if he swears too much <laughs> so he does this a lot where he's like this place oh, smells funny. like my ah or he says yeah. uh shoot instead of or once he he goes he goes oh shit and he goes oh please don't demonetize or you know i heard something upset. you know like he was trying to justify because it, it really is haunted yeah um i, I yeah i always thought that was a. Uh... that was one word that was one seven letter word not two separate words well I think you make a good point. Yeah. It's probably being used wrong. We've said, oh, that guy's such an A. You know, we say that, and instantly we know, oh, that he's saying he's using the letter A to signify the word asshole. Sure, sure. Uh, 
but yeah, it's a it's a weird thing, and people should probably yeah. see it if you like found footage style horror movies. If you hate that sort of thing, this isn't mm-hmm. going to fix that for you. Mm-hmm. But it treats it all pretty. Um, uh, how, do, how do I put this? Like it's still you could still argue the best found footage movie is still Blair Witch because. It really it defined does, the genre, really. I it mean, did. Plus, it still feels yeah. the most legit, like the most yeah. fake documentary to me of all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, there are reasons why people thought it was real. Like, oh my gosh, must be real. And like, like there was <laughs> they, they they it didn't help that their their viral campaign was believed by a lot of people as well. But anyway, right. since then there've been some good ones, but they all kind of have this like, ah, it's too tempting to film it like a normal movie in this one part. Right, exactly. Or, and you have you know. to you have to be able to explain ah, Sorry, go geez, ahead. <laughs> you have to be able to explain in your movie why a certain thing is being shown that normally would not have even been caught with found footage, right? It's right. kind of like the um it's the it's the problem I have with uh shows like America's Funniest Home Videos and Fail Army is okay. So why did you set up a video to record you walking through your house when mm-hmm. you slipped on that skateboard and and dropped the eggs? Exactly. You know, like but yeah, the para- paranormal activity does that egregiously. Yeah. Yes. And it has its and, moments. And, it's fine. It's just it's too tempting. Yeah. I don't blame him. It's tempting. You got to do what you got to do, but this guy gets away with it almost because it's a trick because when he goes to this house he's like, "All right, I'm going to put GoPros in every room so mm-hmm. that if there's any noise, this yeah. app's going to pick up that sound and switch automatically to that view so sure. you guys can see sure. what maybe made the sound. And he's talking to the chat room, of course. And it's all it all feels completely plausible that he would have all these cameras set up because he, he brought the gear with him and he, he's up there like duct this tape is, and shit. I mean, yeah, he's creating content, so it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, this, this reminds me that I need to watch Spree, which is the, uh, the dude from Stranger Things with the hair. And oh, people know yeah. who I'm talking about the yeah. dude with the with the hair and Stranger Things. Sure, yes, as a uh, Uber Lyft driver who goes nuts or something, you know. Mm. Uh, it's the driver that goes crazy, or he gets a it's bad. It's the driver that goes crazy. Like he fills the uh, the car with cameras and and films himself, kind of going crazy. Did you? Would you? Do you? Uh, you should do this. You should watch it as a Lyft driver and tell us what you thought. I should exactly. Well, this couldn't really happen because yeah. this is a. Thing to do. <laughs> well, I have not heard of that, but I would watch that. I'm in the mood right now for this kind of stuff, and it's all good. Um, I'm not, you know, I've, I've been bouncing off a couple things that just didn't grab me. Mm-hmm. This one grabbed me though, and it's actually funny, and uh, has its finger on the pulse of like sort of modern day ideas. You know, if only there was a really good horror movie or or thriller about a uh, uh, a lower class uh, South uh, Korean family that uh, slowly inserts themselves into the life of an upper class South Korean family. If only there was a not really a horror not movie really, though. Not Is really it? a horror movie. No. no. How do you a, know? You don't know. Well, it could be. I can't find it in any of those genres. I look at it and it says, <laughs> you know, it's a th- thriller. It's, it's a thriller. It's not a. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not a horror movie, but it is a thriller. Thrillers like the cousin that sits at the tiny table at Thanksgiving. It's just not quite the same. But I still want to watch it. <laughs> I still want to see it. You know, I do. Do you though? I do. Do you? It's just every time I'm like, I maybe I'll watch that. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't feel like reading. That's usually yeah. what hits me. It's like I don't feel like reading, and I definitely don't want to watch it in English. Uh, uh, you dub. don't want to watch, you know, dubs. Dubs on that would suck. So don't do dubs. Um, yeah, I guess I haven't heard if it's dubbed well or not, but it doesn't matter. I'd rather not. It, yeah, 
I did dubs with um, Heist. What was that? Money Heist. The uh, I think mm. Italian uh, series that was uh, that's on Netflix and and that one from from all accounts before I started watching, I heard was done well and it was it was done really well. Yeah. Um, to the point where. I had to go back and listen to interviews with the actual stars from Money Heist to say, "Wow, they really did find people who sound just like them." So you spoke very highly of that. Uh, I did. I highly recommend. I still highly recommend it. It's one I think about often, hmm. um, and the decisions and the choices made in that in that show. Like, uh, um, you know, it's it's the Game of Thrones. Nobody is. Um, nobody is impervious to being taken out at any time gotcha you know that character you just love uh you might not you know don't get too attached yeah oh and by the way speaking of game of thrones yes i don't know if anyone else is out there caught up with house of the dragon or not but let me just say this i'm taking my headphones off Uh, no no spoiler Uh uh-huh you've said that before (laughs) i have i promise there's no spoiler to this i'm just gonna say that you know that character and beetlejuice sitting in the waiting room with the shrunken head i'm taking this off right now there's nothing to say there's no spoilers no spoilers but you know the wave when i can put it back all right you can put it on now i'm not gonna say anymore (laughs) i'm done i'm not gonna say anymore it's not a spoiler of any i'm gonna be looking for for a shrunken head character in beetlejuice or in uh, game of thrones see if you did uh, you'd be it won't happen it won't work or for you. Or a burnt uh, cigarette guy, or a person with a worm face, or something like that. As soon as I see somebody <laughs> that looks like something from Beetlejuice, I'm going to say, "Oh, this is what I was talking no, about." No, you you know what? Maybe you won't know. Maybe it's just going to be friggin' uh, uh, Alec Baldwin. Maybe Alec Baldwin makes an appearance, and I'm like, "Oh, that's what he's talking." Oh man, now I know something's going to happen. To Alec Baldwin. It's more likely that, that that would happen than the thing that actually happens. You're going to be surprised by it. <laughs> you'll get you'll get to it and go, "Oh, this is okay. this what he meant," All right. and you won't do that till episode seven or whatever it is yeah yeah listen uh, i i got so excited um one of my uncle's favorite actually my uncle's favorite character in the marvel universe is one that makes an appearance and you know appearance that to him was a surprise in werewolf by night because he didn't see that flash in the trailer that you and i talked about last week oh right that, that i saw yeah and we went over to their house to watch it the other night and it was impossible like it was the hardest thing for me not to say by the way by the way you know there's a character that you like that you're gonna like this oh my god you're so you're so mm-hmm. gonna like this yeah so i had to you know it's it's a it's, it's a discipline you can't you know it's hard they know that you know but yeah you don't need to let them know that you know yeah and in that what brian's talking about that could be a some sort of thing or some sort of man i mean i don't know i don't know what it is <laughs> in any what, case he's giant size yeah either way either way um all right hey what are y'all doing here uh you want to hear an email look at this okay i do let me hear an email all right this and i have a picture to go with this uh awesome i'm gonna stick it in your your discord first so i don't forget to do that before i read it okay here we go it's on its way right next to Dwayne the croc johnson oh i want that oh that's interesting so this would be a good yeah this would be good all right all right. I mean, uh, I want I want some of that. I think I don't want all of it. But. No, you don't want all of it. You might want a bite, maybe. <laughs> there's, I want a bite, but I, there's a part of it that it's like, no, that's not a thing that I want. But let, let's uh, let's let's. All right, here you go. Send and receive email. <laughs> got an email from Dustin who says, "This is how my grandfather ate Braunschweiger 
Am I saying it Schweiger. right? Schweiger. 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 Mm-hmm. Like Steven Schleicher. Schweiger. Steven Schweiger. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Braun Schweiger. Nailed it. Um, and I, have, I, follow I have a funny suit. story, too, once we're done with this about Braun Schweiger. Oh, but, good. Uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's perfect. It says, uh, good white bread, Miracle Whip, and a slice of American cheese. And there is a difference. Uh, sorry, there are different companies that make it, and they all taste different. Consistency and spice. Dustin. So I don't know. I, he didn't tell us the best brand, but that's the, that's the use of it right there, folks. That it's big very old interesting, and not not even spreading it, just taking a slice of it, and um, and that's fine. The Miracle Whip, no problem with it. White bread, sure, but uh, American cheese, yeah, dude. American it, cheese uh, is neither American nor cheese. Yeah. Discuss. Yeah, <laughs> it really is bad. It's bad cheese. It's never it's been good. Exactly, Do people like that exactly. cheese? I don't. I hate it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's gross. Uh, when, when when you can see your reflection in a slice of cheese, you know it's bad. It should yeah. not. It should not be glossy. Cheese yeah. should not be glossy. Your cheese should never shine. It should always be matte finished. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. so I will do this. I will. I will tell Tina. And that, and Oscar Mayer was the brand that I grew up with uh, with Braunschweiger. Um, oh, that'd be easy to find. Very easy to find. You can still find it in the store. Is it yeah, good? No like, are they a brand I will taste and go, "Oh, yum"? Or, or it's the well, only brand I've ever had, so I don't know uh, another. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not because I'm sure there are much better brands, like actual German brands of Braunschweiger that uh, um, that probably are far better than Oscar Mayer. Uh, you know, Oscar Mayer is not 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 German. No, a, he's not. A dude who slices bologna, and yeah. it's his first name. That's right. Oscar, last name Meyer. <laughs> exactly. That's my assumption. Um, I'm telling Kim right now, can he's you He's got please... away with B-O-L-O-G-N-A. Damn straight he does. Yeah. I said, can you get me some Braunschweiger next trip to the store? All right. My wife has now been informed that I would like to try some of this that I've never had in my life. Yeah. Now, how are you going to have it? Are you going to... I'm not putting that cheese on it, but I might, Okay. you know... Well, you know, what don't would you wrap say? a hot dog with it and stick in the microwave. No. Like, no. like have it in a way where you can enjoy the uh, uh, enjoy the Braunschweiger. What would you What would you do? What would you suggest? I'll take your. I advice. would do. I would do something very close to what this uh, the writer's grandfather did, which is to get um, nice white bread, a little mayo, a slice of cheddar cheese. Okay. No, and, uh, so we can still go yellow or a yellow orange cheese, just not American, right? right? Exactly, like an actual cheese. Yeah. Nothing that comes with a little pl- that, that, that's on a plastic sheet, you know. None of that, right? Exactly. Yes. You yeah. I don't want anything. I don't need anything individually wrapped. Thank you very much. Yeah. Burgess Diesel makes a point that it's like the best thing for like breakfast sandwiches. I you melt it, and yes, it has its uses. I get it. Like if I'm gonna Guess get what? a, you know, you know what else also melts. Cheddar cheese, yeah, all other Swiss cheeses, cheese. yeah, all yeah. other cheeses, stinky yeah. or otherwise. Like There's, I, would, I yeah. can't imagine, I can't imagine a defense that would work for why you should even consider American cheese. I tend to agree. I think we're on the same page here. I don't want to. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want American cheese. Look, I'm an American. What is the flavor of American cheese? Uh, what is the flavor? Uh, like, what is it? Uh, Bad, yeah. poor, I guess. Um, I don't, I don't. I don't mean like you know. I don't mean economically disadvantaged. I mean government. Like, it tastes like government. It tastes like government. Yeah. Nobody wants anything that tastes like government. Yeah. Even even uh, what is it? Ophidian uh, eight oh seven says best melting cheese for grilled cheese sandwich. No, 
You know what also Disag- melts really well on a grilled cheese sandwich? Any other cheese. Yeah, hard disagree on that. I don't think that's the best grilled cheese. <laughs> Not even close, dude. I mean, in a pinch, I'll do it. It's fine. This, but- this, for me, this should be the debate. The pineapple on pizza thing shouldn't be a debate because you can put anything on pizza. And guess what? It's it's you know it's pizza still. But uh, American cheese should be the 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 great debate the, the on divider Twitter and, and yeah it's the yeah. great divider would you eat okay fine would you would you eat a, your favorite kind of pizza but with american cheese on it <laughs> if i had to yeah like a gun to my head sure you'd do sure. it okay all right if i had a choice no if i could do mozzarella and, and pro like a uh a 75 25 mozzarella provolone blend i would take that Thank let me you. ask that'd you this my, let me ask you ideal. this let me ask you this about braunschweiger then sure would I put Braunschweiger on a pizza? No, no. It, but cold only, but or is, is a heated or cooked or fried version of this? You can do good? it either way. Yeah, doesn't can matter. Do it either way. Yeah, this this is also you know the, um, firming the bread up by toasting it with Braunschweiger. Make the make your sandwich. Put your cheddar cheese or whatever cheese you want with there, um, and uh, uh, and then put in the toaster oven. Let the outside of the bread toast. Although everyone in the chat room is saying cold only. I guess you only want to do cold Braunschweiger. Really. That's interesting. Well, Rainbow Bright says grill it. This is an interesting thing. Um, this is where it's like spam, kind of. Yeah, kind of. All right. right. You know, best way to prepare Braunschweiger. Oh, somebody makes a potato hash recipe with Braunschweiger. Oh, now, oh. now we're talking. Oh, man. I already know that's good. I don't care what meat's yeah. in there, dude. I'm, I'd love a good hash. God, food.com. Seriously, food.com. Open face Braunschweiger melts, liver sausage, tomatoes, Hellman's mustard, and uh, Velveeta cheese on food.com. Velveeta. Velveeta. I guess that's still better than individually wrapped craft slices. You know what? Any cheese that successfully can be used with a Play Doh uh, fuzzy bumper barbershop shouldn't be cheese. (laughs) You know what I mean? That stuff. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not right. That isn't right. Yeah, I don't like that. Right. These are like yeah. those Seven Eleven freaking nacho boats you go get when we it's were right. teenagers. Exactly. Yes. Gross. Uh, Gross. Oh my gosh. You know which uh, Braunschweiger brand you should get, Scott? I'm going to send you a link. Tell me. Tell me uh, more. It's from this company right here. Oh, I'll just tell you. Fricks. Fricks. <laughs> oh, I love it. Fricks. Oh, Fricks. <clears throat> that fits my lifestyle. I'm ready. It does. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Fricks. Let's see if Fricks I have a Braunschweiger. See if I have a sound file of me saying frick. Yeah, here we go. Oh, oh shit! What in the frick? <laughs> <laughs> That's their new slogan. <laughs> Fricks Braunschweiger. Try it now. It'll make you go. What the frick? What the frick? It's pretty good. Why aren't we in the jingle business? That was a damn yeah, good jingle. Exactly. Well, all right. On that note, <laughs> uh, we're, I'm going to get some. I'm seriously, Kim's going to get some. I'm going to make something out of it. Um, cool. I may go to the store later too. I don't know. I think she's going today. Is the reason I'm having her. Do I it, think but. you'll have an easier time finding that than a uh, four-eyed grimace adult happy meal. Yeah, I will. <laughs> uh, I haven't tried since, but uh, yeah, yeah, that was a pain. Now nobody's talking about. It. Although worth it. they keep showing up on Reddit. It's like, why are we not talking about these four-eyed? Uh, toy, adult toy things that you get at the McDonald's. I'm like, hello, we've been yeah, talking about it before you about knew them about two it. weeks ago when they were a thing, and yeah. now they're not. That's right. We're hipster podcasters here, yeah, generated yeah. by AI. All right. 
<laughs> let's uh, let's get into what's next here, folks, and that is the news. It's today's news brought to you by not turning off your delivery menu. Okay, so I I don't uh, know what this is. So I'm excited to find out what this means. Well, I ordered food from. We wanted salads last night, but we were too lazy to make them here at the house. <laughs> okay, all right. And so we were like, who makes good salads around here? And we really like this pub up the street that makes amazing food called The Break. And um, I've taken uh, Ham in there before. He knows about this place. Okay, all right. Make really good salads. So they make this steak salad with like mixed greens and this like weird raspberry uh, raspberry blue gra- cheese thing. It's so oh, good. Gotcha. Okay. Um, anyway, we ordered three of those and we're like, all right, sweet. How do they do it? Well, they don't do DoorDash. They do pickup takeaway, but oh, look, they use this service online where you can order online and then they'll deliver it. And it's their own delivery and we can tip them what we want and so on and so forth. Cool. And the so, restaurant gets more of the money than they would with a DoorDash. Or yeah, Uber which or we're 100% fine doing, right? I, yeah, I, I don't yeah. need to use DoorDash. We, in sure. fact, we could have driven up there and grabbed it, but we just thought, well, let's see if this works. We've never tried it before. So we did it and they said, yep, you're, you're confirmed and your food will be there by whatever it was last night, 5.55 or some number, like just before 6. Mm-hmm. And it didn't show up at the time they said. And we're like, let's well, just up the street. Maybe they're busy. We don't know. So we're just kind of waiting and waiting. And I had forgotten I put my phone number in as the as the like contact number. And I left it in the other room and on Do Not Disturb. So I didn't hear this thing ringing. I didn't know they were trying to call me. Oh, no. But they apparently okay. were trying to call me. And they blamed it on some guy named Kevin who I guess they don't use this anymore. They use it during oh, the pandemic. No. They don't use it now, but they, uh-huh. he turned it on today. It's a thing you can do. You Every day you can decide whether you use it or not. Yeah. And they, they hit it to yes. And so they were, and they were very apologetic. We're so sorry. This and that. And Kim's like, <laughs> how well, long were you waiting for your food? <laughs> it was a lot longer than I wanted. It was like quarter after six by the time we figured out what the heck was going on. Mm-hmm. So finally, uh, Kim's like, well, I'll just come down there, get it, no problem. And so we did. And they gave us a $10 uh, a discount on everything just because, just just for the trouble. They were really nice. That's so awesome. what I'm doing here is I'm promoting the break, an amazing little bar pub thing <laughs> up the road that is a great. They're really good people. Their food's amazing. The only problem they have is their owner who lives in the area has three teenage boys who think it's funny at 2 a.m. to drag race down the main uh, road. Oh, no. That's, yeah. Uh, wow. And no and one wants to talk them. about it. Oh, geez. Yeah, we know. definitely know it's him. And the, and the guy knows, too. And he's annoyed with it as well. But it's just like uh. he's got these spoiled rich kids who think it's funny at 2 a.m. to go up the road. And I'm like, save it for when you're 50. And you're trying to overcompensate for your tiny, tiny penises. Jeez. All right. Jeez. Oops. Uh so uh, did you? I know Kim watched the bear. Did you watch the bear? I watched all? much of the bear with her, but I missed bits and pieces. But saw most okay. of the bear. Yeah. yeah, there was a there was an episode where they had like a uh, an order online pickup order kind of thing, and they turned that on, and this thing's just spitting out tickets. Pew, 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 pew. Oh. That's what I'm picturing these guys when they turned on their. <laughs> that was like the delivery. the firehouse subs we went to that we got super delayed yeah. at. Right, yes. I felt so bad for them that day. Yeah, yeah. Like, what have we done to these poor people? You know, they're not getting paid more, but they sure are working no. harder. Yeah. Uh, but all their prices went up too. That salad used to be eight bucks. It's thirteen now. Come on now. What's going on there? What's going on there? Inflation? Is that what you're telling me? Inflation? God, it almost would have been cheaper just to make your own salad. You're 100 percent correct. <laughs> In retrospect, I think we probably should have done that. But eh, 
you know, learn. 30 bucks and, later, you learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to this here story. Uh, this has been actually all over the place since I originally found it, so I feel like I'm, you know, everyone's heard this story, but I still think it's worth talking about. A okay. Texas mother is warning uh, that Hocus Pocus 2, the, the new film, sure. the sequel to the early 90s uh, deal, yep. will unleash hell on your kids. Oh, Brian, we're entering Satanic Panic version 2.0 right now. Unleash hell! Unleash hell. And I don't think they mean, uh, she means that it'll beat your kids to a pulp. No. She's like, okay. Like beat the schmear out of them. It'll actually release hell, mm-hmm. and uh, the, your kids will be the recipients of said hell. The recipients of hell. That's exactly right. That's gotcha. a great new okay. movie I'm going right. to make. Recipients of hell. It's an album cover. That's what that is. Anyway, <laughs> the right. uh, one mom is urging parents not to let their children watch the newly released Hocus Pocus two because the film will unleash hell on your kids and in your home. Jamie Gooch. Oh, her last name is Gooch. Her la- last name is Gooch. I remember when she used to beat up on poor Arnold on different strokes. Oh, it was right. horrible. Man, yeah. that Gooch kid. Yeah. She unleashed hell on poor <laughs> Arnold Drummond. <laughs> what you talking about, Gooch? <laughs> Uh, a mother of three living in Troy, Texas, shared a post on social media and told local news station uh, that the family, uh, their family would not watch this film. Worst case scenario is you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices, unquote. That's what I heard. I heard that was the Disney Plus description. Like when you pull up the movie, yeah. add to watch list, it says... Uh, join Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy Najimy as they uh, ha- harvest children for blood sacrifices. Yeah, yeah. Rated, rated G. Rated G for all audiences. <laughs> um, the mom added that while everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, the characters in the film could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Any kind of spell. Any kind of spell. I hate this so much. Walter White could be making any kind of drug, but yeah. he chose math. And then she went... Anything could be coming through that TV screen in your home. Anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah. A broadcast of a... I just want to kick her in. (laughs) In an interview, uh, she cited her faith and belief that there is a spiritual war being waged against homes in America. Did she just get pulled out of 1981 and like planted here? Oh, man. Is she a Kirk Cameron character? I don't freaking know. (laughs) At least back then, he was just a kid making TV, you know? Yeah, that's true. Right. Uh, as a reason to warn parents about films and other forms of entertainment that depict witches and witchcraft, uh, Today Parents, which is a offshoot of Today, reached out to Gooch for comment. See, this is the problem. Not only are we giving her airtime because we're talking about her, even Today yeah. Parents is like, hey, you want to come on here and talk yeah. about your deal? And, the, and why do they want that? Because she's... Sounds like an insane person, and exactly. that's that keeps people riveted. That's why this happens. Great for ratings, like <laughs> let's let's hey, let's all watch the crazy person rant about uh, Satan. Yep. Uh, Jeremy Gooch responded via email on behalf and declined to comment or give an interview, saying that the family had been re- uh, dealing with threats. Now, I don't know if they mean threats because of her comments or the threat of things coming out of their TV. I don't know which they meant. Hmm. Um, Gooch shared that her family has not observed Halloween for four or five years. She believes the potential dangers far out, uh, out or see, stretch far beyond All Hallows' Eve. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, it's funny. Jeremy and Jamie Gooch. I just I like thinking Jeremy Gooch. Jeremy Gooch. Jeremy Gooch. Jeremy Gooch. Jeremy Gooch. Jeremy Gooch. 
They're stupid and they're fascist. They're the dumb and stupid asses. I mean, we could make a whole song, Brian. A whole song about Jeremy Gooch. So dumb. Gooch. I'd go to the courthouse. I just would. Gooch is too weird. I don't care how long yeah. your family line is. Just go change it to I don't anything but Gooch. Yeah. It's too close Gooch. to Cooch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, there's that story. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good, Win Vegas. Jeremy Goosh, Jeremy Goosh, can you do the fandango? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. That's yeah. really good. Nicely done. Um, I guess Jamie Goosh is even works even better. The right number of syllables. Jamie Goosh, Jamie, Jamie Goosh, can you do the fandango? No, because it's on my television, and scary <laughs> things come out of it. Uh, all right. A man. Thunderbolts and lightning <laughs> coming through my Samsung. <laughs> We've given her the brand of television that she has. <laughs> my guess is she doesn't have a TV now. Didn't say, but this is what these people do. Oh, though. I'm sure they do, and I'm sure that thing is uh, locked to a certain uh, news channel. That uh, yeah, we won't. I'm sure Tucker here. Carlson is on that TV every night. Yeah, you want to talk about bullshit con- spewing out of your TV? Confused eyebrows. Yeah, the irony, the irony. Yes, the exactly. real bullshit. Was in the house the whole time. Um, all right. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Uh, here's a Vegas story. I haven't, we haven't done a Vegas oh, story in a while. So no, we haven't. This is kind of cool. Um, a man filmed. Uh, I'll show you the v- footage in a second, everybody. Okay. Man takes a rescue camel <laughs> to an In-N-Out drive-through <laughs> in Las Vegas for fries. Just one of fries. And uh, this is real. This is that one big, uh, the one that everybody knows. If you've gone to Vegas and went to yeah. In and Out, it's that the one, one right off of the right off of the fifteen. Yep. Uh, by uh, um, what should we call it? By uh, uh, Tropicana Boulevard, or is it Tropicana? Tropic, it's off Tropicana, right? I think it's off Tropicana Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. On the side that if you kept going over there, you'd you'd go to the the Rio, I guess, or whatever it is. Yes, there. correct. Yeah. Anyway, this guy just. He didn't even ride the camel. He walked it up to the thing, hmm. said, hey, what's up? And they said, we just want some fries. <laughs> I assume you want this animal style. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's very good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we've talked about this on the show before, but how do you classify an animal like a like that as a as a support animal or as a, a rescue? Well, rescue, no. It's been like saved from a, like a rescue dog. Not oh, a, I was thinking. Not like, a, no. yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that. That's dumb. Of course, yeah. rescue meaning rescue animal. I get it. No. <laughs> like a, <laughs> a rescue tiger. Why does somebody need to have a tiger with them at all times to make them feel better? <laughs> but rescued from what? Like uh, one of the casinos in a like a zoo show? or <laughs> Rescued from that uh, Sigma Derby that they used to have inside Caesar's Palace with the little camels running around in circles. Oh, wait, wait, though. That was, those were oh, no, little plastic. That was, no, was a little plastic. That yeah. was a little plastic camel. I don't know how. I'm, that's um, the part of the story probably, I don't understand. I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, probably from a zoo or a uh, some sort of cheapo attraction where they weren't taking care of it. Some petting zoo or... In Colorado, it says. Here it is. Yeah, Antler well, said, the rescue... Oh, rescue from Colorado. We have a lot of uh, animal rehabilitation. I wonder if I wonder if the if the camel was rescued from Colorado or if it's a rescue camel from Colorado. <laughs> yeah, like was it was its life hard in Colorado? And they were like, you yeah, know what? Exactly. Take you to Vegas for a good time, kind of thing. I don't know. Oh yeah. So the sanctuary, yeah, is a rescue from Colorado that now lives in a sanctuary in the Las Vegas area. So yeah, it's a private owner in Colorado. I wonder how far because he walked it. And then went through the drive up, and that's right there near the strip and stuff. Is this animal right. sanctuary just like right around there? 
like next to dildos and cars and you know like where is this thing because <laughs> you know how that is over there it's all it concentrated is. No, it totally is the strip malls right next to the the 15 on the other side of the strip are dildo shops puppetry yeah. of the penis and car dealers and <laughs> yeah it's all weird over there yeah i would not really recommend is. being there at night Just no i think I, i'm he must have uh he must have driven it there in a you know livestock camper oh like those ones you see with cattle and camel just really loves fries and wants them <laughs> hot and doesn't want cold fries brought to him back at the sanctuary yeah that's true you know they always said a camel uh i don't know if this is still if this was just stuff they said and we believed it back in the day but the camels carry all that water in their humps right yeah yeah well, it's really just fat yeah i mean it's water fat yeah could i tap that and like no. <laughs> no. get a little water I don't think out of there. It's, it's I don't think it's stored like a tank. It's like uh, moisture in the fat that's in those humps. Got it. So it's like a it's like a boob with milk in it, right? Like I, you know, human or otherwise. It's not it's not a container of milk. Right. It's a, exactly. It's not a. It's an it's an arrangement of well, in bits. A, yeah, in a in a woman's body, <laughs> it's a little bit more like a tank than it is a fat pocket that's a hump right like they're they're not extracting milk from fat no no but they but i think the structure of it is more porous and like it is more porous yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and boy howdy women can i just say something for women real quick (laughs) can i just say i'm i got a daughter who's now you know breastfeeding a, a little one now a new one and she's doing great just this healthy little thing no no jaundice nothing she's doing good but I just, I look at my daughter and I, you know, you I watched Kim go through this three times, but I forget how big a deal this is for a woman's body. Like yeah. they got to shove this seven pound, 19 inch kid out of her, you know, her belly, which is all distended and jacked up from the process and then hork it all out of your doodah there. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you got other stuff that's got to get out of there too and then you know you tear things and you rip things and and then the then your uterus is like a big gaping monster going okay i'm trying to shrink again this hurts (laughs) and then you got to try to get milk going and that's hard sometimes easy for some hard for others and uh you hear the baby cry and then all of a sudden your boobs hurt it's like i don't think dudes have any freaking idea dude I don't no, think we no, get it. We really don't. And and uh if dudes could have babies, uh we you know, Roe versus Wade would not have been overturned. <laughs> oh one hundred percent. I don't care if you're pro or against that move. I don't care who yeah. you are. If you tell me that it would be that it wouldn't be any different if men yeah. were pregnant, yeah. you're you're lying to you're, me you're and lying yourself. yourself. Exactly. You're yes. lying to me. There's no way. Yes. No way. Yeah. I, I, dude, I have some hardcore pro-life friends who would who would who would go. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> they would agree with right. me on that. Because you know, think about it. The men are making I'll all the choices. Of a Plan B <laughs> I will have an abortion for the American people tomorrow. <laughs> all right, uh, let's move on to Texas Pete. Sure, Texas Pete. Sounds sounds almost Vegasy, isn't there a Texas Pete's? It does. Uh, there's a uh, Texas. What is the dude's name that that uh, the, the animated oh, the cow, neon the sign? Yeah, the the yeah sitting up it's there not riding Texas the... Pete. There's Vegas Vicky, and she's now in the circa. What's the dude's name? That's not the Golden Nugget, is it? Or was? 
No, Golden Nugget's still the Golden Nugget. Circa, Circa is right across the street from the plaza. What was the cowboy one? I can't remember that guy's name. He's not Texas Pete, uh, I don't think. No, he does have a cowboy hat, though. I guess Vicky uh, and what's that guy's name? Huh? Can't remember. He does. He does have a cowboy hat. That is true. He does. Isn't he? Does. he he's somewhere else now. They parked him somewhere. He's, he's probably at the Neon Museum. Yeah. Vegas Vic. Vegas Vic. Vegas Vic. So wow. I don't like that. Yeah, there he is, right there. Yep. I don't think Vegas Vic is a good name. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> it's a stupid name. It is a stupid name. Yeah. Name a name a cowboy in any cowboy lore named Vic. They don't Vic, exist. It's short for Victor. Yeah, right? how many Victors or, do you know? Oh, look it's out! It's old. For, it's short for Vicky. <laughs> it's old. It's old. It's Eagle Eye Vic coming to town to shoot people. Oh no! Right. Call the sheriff. Anyway, yeah. uh, Texas Pete hot sauce is what we're talking about, and they're facing a lawsuit because it's not made in Texas; it's made in North Carolina. Get a rope. Yeah, <laughs> grocery <laughs> grocery store shopper in California has filed a class action lawsuit against T.W. Garner Foods Corporate Incorporated or company, alleging false advertising over their Texas Pete brand hot sauce. The issue: Texas Pete is not made there, as I mentioned. It's in North Car- Carolina. Philip White of L.A claims he was under the impression that Texas Pete was hot sauce that was produced in Texas when he purchased a $3 bottle at Ralph's supermarket in September of 2021, according to the complaint. I'm just going to stop here and say, F this guy. This is the reason that Jeff Judy, Jeff Judy, Judge Judy exists. Go do it there. Yeah. Yeah. Did he also uh, go to see Indiana Jones and was upset that that movie didn't take place in Indiana? Yeah, I got bad news for him for most of the movies he's seen in TV shows. Are you? <laughs> exactly. Did you sue somebody because Battlestar Galactica was in Vancouver and not space? Did not take place in a Battlestar? Yeah. yeah, there wasn't an actual space where it happened? Dumbass. I hate this yeah. kind of stuff. Just because a name contains the state, that person, Texas Pete, if Texas Pete was even a real person, mm-hmm. he could have moved from Texas to North Carolina and been impressed by the barbecue sauce out there. I agree. He yeah. says, the lawsuit says, there is surprisingly nothing Texas about them. That's the actual quote. Uh, the complaint further alleges that Texas Pete's ingredients also come from sources outside of Texas. Again, bad news, dude. Everything you do comes from somewhere else. Yeah. That's the time. That's where we live. That's what we do now. Anyway, it says it was an obvious question. The brand even acknowledges that it may be confusing for some. No, just this idiot, I promise. The brand's website, uh, pulling out of I tried to put this barbecue sauce or this hot sauce on my French fries, which definitely come from France. Yep. Yep. These are from France, not Idaho. Uh, The brand's. The brand highlights a December 5th, 2013 article from the Triad Business Journal pulling out the following sentence. With a name like Texas Pete, one would think the famed hot sauce is manufactured somewhere somewhere in the Lone Star State. So they even say yeah. on their website, multiple places, unless you're a complete idiot, the stuff's not made there. This guy's dumb we and should lose his if, suit. We don't even know if Pete was made in Texas. No. Conceived in Texas. No, we don't even know. I mean, for all we know, Pete, Pete's, hey, I hate to tell this guy this, but hey, Mr. White in California, uh, Pete's probably made up, probably not a real guy. Yeah. Yeah, I bet sure. it's just a f- name. It's my thinking. Yeah. <gasps> no way! I'm gonna sue him what? again. I want the this judge. California to... King isn't from California, right? Just throw it out. Judge, uh, uh, judge uh, hates his job. Just throw this out, okay? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, frivolous. Uh, 
here's a final story. This one about Hong Kong. So maybe this is okay. you like to travel, Brian. This may be for you. I do. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong is offering 500,000 free air tickets to tempt tourists back to their fine land. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Hong Kong attracted about 56 million visitors a year before the pandemic. And now the popular destination is taking significant steps to win tourists back after two years of some of the world's worst travel restrictions. Also, China, who, you know, Hong Kong is now officially 100% a part of and no longer a British colony. Uh, they're hardcore on their lockdowns. Like, we're nothing compared to them. We were, yeah. Yeah. Japan, uh, separate, obviously, but um, also just finally, I think it's actually even today is the day that Japan is allowing tourists to come back to uh, uh, to Japan without being monitored or, or right. you know, guided tours or things like that. Yeah, the Asian countries have dealt with this stuff for a long time, especially high population ones, China, mm-hmm. India, stuff like that. They're going to take hard, harder core measures, and they and they do. I mean, they were beating people for not having mm-hmm. their what was the deal? Something a few weeks ago, even, and so, I don't remember what city it was, but there was some Chinese yeah. city where, like, if you didn't comply and do the right thing with the the not only mask but like some vaccination proof thing, there people were getting shoved out of line and kicked, and it's weird. I mm-hmm. mean, it's China, and they have wow. they have problems, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. Hong Kong's awesome. I've been there; it's great. I would go there again. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what they did. Just days after dropping its long-standing mandatory hotel quarantine requirement, Hong Kong has confirmed plans to give away half a million airline tickets to boost tourism. The move announced two years ago was confirmed by CNN. Oh, it was announced two years ago. That's weird. Hmm. Uh, by the airport authority in Hong Kong, the AAHK, <laughs> um, which said that the 500,000 tickets worth over $254.8 million would go to global visitors along with residents. Um, let's see. Back in 2020, Airport Authority uh, purchased around 500,000 air tickets to advance uh, in advance from the territory's home-based oh. airlines. Part of this relief package, uh, the purchase—that's what they did. So they yeah. they bought these air tickets to save the airlines two years ago, and now they're going to give those away. But the part is that I don't like about this story is they don't actually say how they'll do it. Like, let's say Brian wanted to go to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. How do you get sure. your tickets? I go to uh, winatriptohongkong.com. Okay. Go for it, everybody, know. and re- reserve that if it isn't already. Shit out of luck. dot com, I think, is the uh, <laughs> the Fletcher's. Uh, yeah, told us. Oh, I love that. That was so great. I did too. The only see here is the problem, Christine. If you're listening, and Scott, if you're listening, uh, now people want you to do that all the time. So right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You got to give the people uh, what they want. Up. Set yourself up. Give give the people what they want. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Uh, speaking of giving them what they want, people like music. We need a musical break. Uh, today, got a little mix-up in the, uh, not a mix-up, a change-up in the schedule. Uh, we have Dan, Dan, the tabletop man, uh, a dangent today instead okay. of uh, Bill. But we still have our science segment after that. So Dan, and then Bobby, and then who knows what. But gotcha. we have oh, to, this is so confusing. It is very confusing. But we got to put a big, well, we should say our month, our month, no, month, what do you call that? Uh, when you're uh, when you got the PMS, your monthly, <laughs> your menses, your oh, uh, our time your... of the uh, Dan, our time of the month with Dan. That's what I was trying oh, to say. Oh, gotcha. Okay, yes. Because he only comes on once a month. But anyway, he'll be here in a bit. We got to divide this up though with a song. So do you got one? We there? do. We do. Let's go to L.A. for a uh, rock quartet. We're going to go heavy on this one. Uh, brand new song from these guys. They're called uh, "Blame My Youth." Uh, this brand new song is called They Only Love You When You're Dead. There's a great 
music video that goes along with this as well. Um, yeah, this is uh, co-written with uh, Nick Long, MGK Horns. I'm sorry, Borns and King Princess, and produced by Joey Moi, frontman Sean Van Vliet. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, talked about this on Sirius XM's Alt Nation. Um, here's the song, They Only Love You When You're Dead, from Blame My Youth. coffee you know it's not always easy to come by especially at home right you're like ah do i do this instant thing do i do something else what do i do what do i do well it's crazy to think so many of us enjoy the finer things in life and yet so many of us settle for just blah coffee every day well with trade coffee you can start every morning with something very special okay Let me tell you about Trade Coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country directly to your home. And this is all on your preferred schedule, all right? It's not something you have to stick by somebody else's idea of a good schedule. It's yours. Their team of experts do all the work. 
taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. The coffee we got here from Trade was so good. I mean, I can't, I can't believe how much they nailed it, especially for my wife. Again, the pickier tongue in the family. And uh, it's amazing. Their team actually worked with us directly to create our own custom collection. You know, which is great for me because I need all the help I can get. And uh, if you're like me, you want to taste it, you know, you want to taste this stuff first. Go check it out at uh, my collection at Trade. You can see mine and many others there as well. A couple of my favorites are Methodical Coffee, which is a, they were, that was amazing. And also uh, PT's Coffee Roasting Company. They make something called the Flatliner or Lander, rather, Flatlander. Mm. And look, you've got a bunch of choices. Medium roast, light roast. I got a whole list of popular coffees, Ethiopian coffees. I mean, you know, sky's the limit for you and your picky choices. Okay. So go check that out. And by the way, if it's, uh, you know, don't exactly have what you want. If you look at these lists and go, well, these aren't for me. Trade will have whatever you want. You can shop their most popular coffees, coffees by roast or flavor profile, like I mentioned. And you can even take their coffee quiz. And that's where the magic happens because they will expertly match you with coffees you love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you directly to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee right now. Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash TMS. That's drinktrade.com slash TMS for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Strap on this skin-irritating, headache-inducing, heavy face box straight out of a cyberpunk chiropractor's wet dreams. What's that? This is the morning stream. Dave's not here, man. All right, we returned. Uh, regale me with a reminder of what that song was, please. Brand new single from the LA band, Blame My Youth. It's called They Only Love You When You're Dead. It's true. It's no, true. That's not true. Sometimes people love people when they're not dead. No, no, it's true. Totally true. But it can be true for you at home. Uh, it's all right. sad if it's true. It is true. It's sad and true. Sad. sad. It is. It's sad. Uh, we're not going to let sadness get in the way of our next guest. Um, you know him. Oh, I have to put in, uh, let's see. What does he go by? Geek jock. That's right. Uh, you know him as Dan, Dan, the meeple and meds man, meds and meeple man. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. I remember when Dan used to talk about games. Yeah. Remember that? Well, there might be a bit of that today when I push his thing. Here's a dangent for you. Be careful. May cause drowsiness. All right. Hey, look who it is. It's Dan, Dan, the tabletop man. Hello, Dan. Oh, I don't hear Dan. Oh, Dan's muted. Dan's Dan, microphone. Not even getting any rings of, of speakage. He's typing. I'm here, but I can't hear you guys. Oh, we don't hear you either. Either. Sounds like your audio and our stuff needs a tweak in <laughs> Discord options. 
Let's see what he says to that. Because he's there. I see no rings of speakage, though, so I think that means his mic and his listening devices are not set correctly. Yeah, sounds like it. But I don't know how often you use Discord, but that is not unusual. Discord will once in a while switch it all up on you. Mm-hmm. Yep, it'll flip over to a different <clears throat> default device. Uh-oh. Oh, 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 now I hear him. There we go. There he is. Programs. I, man, Discord just decides that it wants to. It changes whatever it wants. You get yeah. notifications. Yeah. You don't want them. You, you 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 don't want to talk to people. You want to talk to people. Who the hell knows? I know. But it's how, a bummer. Yeah. It's a bummer. But it's good to have you here, dude. I, I, I'll I'll take whatever technical difficulties get us there. It's fine. Yeah, as long as we get you. Yeah, yeah, Promise. man. Hey, uh, <clears throat> welcome to your monthly visit. It's always good to have Dan on here. I was going to start things with uh, uh, an email. I still am because uh, I want to hear your comments on this. Uh, but uh, this is just somebody sent this in uh, regarding uh, the Dan segment. All right. So here it is. Hey, sh- uh, schizophrenia and bipolar. Oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, let's, let's just diminish those two wow, conditions. Who's, who, who's, which is which? I don't know. I guess, well, we all have multiple personalities. Uh, that's true. More, so, we, so. We, always assume, that, that's we always assume if it's a B, it's Brian. S, it's me. So I guess I'm schizophrenic. Yeah. Brian's bipolar. Yeah, I'm bipolar. Sure. I'll and uh, what, the, what do you get? Perfect podcast. All right. Says I'm a psychi- psychiatric nurse practitioner in Minnesota, and I was listening to the show on September 12th with Dan talking about kickbacks and medications. With medications, he did a great job of explaining it all. We have drug reps trying to come into our clinic in the hospital all the time, and some have tried to come into our individual offices uh, to try and talk us uh, to us about their medication. Our front desk workers are trained to stop them, politely take their educational handouts, and then have them leave. I love how that sounds. <laughs> I'm sure off uh, of their heads. Yeah, off of their heads. Exactly. <laughs> Says I am sure it's a state or hospital uh, law here where uh, they are quite strict about interacting with the providers. But it would have been cool to get a free set of golf clubs or a refrigerator. Anyway, that's all of the show. <laughs> Insert Van gibberish here. Clown baby. Hey, clown baby in the chat. Um, so Dan, that seems to kind of com- confirm what you said about how often they come around and stuff. But are there different? rules like like where yeah, you where so you are I mean, and i know you're in a very different you know different position certainly than she is and even different from like say retail pharmaceutical stuff but even then is it is it cool if you see a guy and he goes hey i'm here from butt scratching drug company and i'm going to show you this miracle thing are you are you required to like turn him away can you say not nah, come on in give me my free truck or whatever like how's that he- go even even now, like I said, it's it's not the Wild West anymore. Like generally, they come around just with some information and, and what they can give you, and then even try to get you, you know, maybe a little seminar at some of the drugs. So uh, the big thing to remember too is that it, not all drug reps or all these things are are quote unquote bad. I mean, it, they get a bad rap, but I've seen so many places and and been a part of other kind of whether it be a hospital or, or some other kind of outfit where. Um, sometimes the specialized ones are very important to get drug reps in there because they they do bring some good information because every day things change and being uh, you know being healthcare providers you don't always have all the time in the world to stay up to date like we go to CEs and stuff like that continuing educations you know you have to have a certain amount yearly but you don't always aren't always able to get the most up to date thing and with all the Advances in science, I mean, it's such a big industry in the last 20, 30 years that, uh, you know, that med that all of a sudden was used for, uh, you know, somebody's uh, t- to get a little polyp off somebody's butt crack is all of a sudden now the leading <laughs> thing for schizophrenia where they're like, holy cow, it just works. So that's that's how medicine is. Hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Ribbit may not have had enough time to go to a seminar to know about that. 
you know, advancement in it, or he may have heard about it, and a drug rep there can show him some of the data or maybe some of the studies uh, that, that shows this new indication, and then the doctor can, can kind of go and do some more uh, research themselves. So it's it's really interesting to see how, uh, you know, how things advance. But again, what I said is the, the main thing to know is that not all drug reps are bad, and sometimes they do provide a good uh, you know, more so, I, I think it's more so in the specialty industries rather than your general practitioner office where they kind of probably see the same five meds a million times from different people and they're just trying to get in your head as far as, oh, I heard this, you know, I heard your name for this uh, muscle relaxant was the last one I heard, mm. so I'm going to write it, even though there's uh, three other things that cost about four bucks a month. Oh, right, right. yeah. You uh, know, that I could be writing. If, if I'm, I, well, you can tell me if this ever happened. Maybe it's probably never happened. But if this ever happened, what would you do? Let's say a drug rep comes in. He says, hey, Dan, got this got this new thing. Can't wait to tell you about it. Goes straight into your veins. Uh, by tomorrow, you're cured. Whatever it is, right? Right. And you go, okay, well, I can't really talk to you right now. I can't do this. Uh, please uh, leave some stuff at the front. And we'll, you know, thanks for stopping by. And then he jumps over the counter. And he pulls a syringe out of his coat pocket. And jams that syringe right in your neck, just and squirts you full of whatever this miracle, whatever it is. And then he, what would you, what would you do? What would your reaction? I, I would expect, I'd expect to wake up in, uh, you know, in, in Vin Diesel's car, and we're riding somewhere into uh, Mexico. Uh, that's where I would wake up and figure out, uh, you know, I, I am now the carrier for the for some sort of cure for the world, and everybody's looking for me. Right, I like that. Yeah. I like uh, that a lot. Actually, yeah. that's, I like this movie. I want to see. Kind of turned it into a little happy ending there. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. <clears throat> well, it'll probably never no, happen. Happy ending. That's side. a completely different podcast. <laughs> yeah, if the guy jumps over the. T- well, I'll bet you get one of those if you feature their uh, pharmaceuticals. <laughs> Maybe the pill, maybe the pills are giving you are meant for you know maybe they're to enhance your uh, your happier endings. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. That's right. Hey, is it true, Dan? From a uh, we were talking about this the other day, the Viagra came out of a heart medication. It was like an accidental uh, side effect, and yep. they went wait this. So it's actually uh, it's still used uh, quite a bit uh, for. Um, oh my god, I, I just blank. It's a uh, myocardial uh, oh, it's, it's, infarction. It's like, it's like a oh. lot more lung based hypertension. Um, Oh yeah, and and I get prior authorizations all the time for so they'll send in uh, you know sildenafil or the Vi- Viagra and they would need it approved you know that they generally have to tell you I mean the doctors really can't lie because these insurance companies are gonna kind of come behind them and we'll look at their you know you have to show chart notes and stuff like that right. so if they're like saying it's uh, you know for atrial hypertension uh, you know and then you see in the notes where the first thing it says is diagnosis is uh, ED yeah. you're like ah that's not not really a thing. But there are, uh, especially children, you see it a lot. Um, you see, uh, I think it's Revadio is the brand name that you see used for children for uh, for that. Uh, I think it's systolic. I think it's systolic hypertension oh. that it's used from. Um, that it's used a lot for, and when it is used for that, it's a very good medication and it works very, very well. So you give it uh, to you know, like get, a little kid gets Viagra. That seems yep. that I'm seems sorry, insane. My, uh, stupid. The, the the spammers know no bounds in, in my house. Apparently. Right. Yeah. yeah, they want to get you. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, you right, can. So I, think, I guess I it's, it's not going to. Yeah, so if it works for the thing it works for, even if you know Junior's got a twenty four hour boner or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it's it's meant for the heart thing, and that's just a side effect. It's just a side effect. Right. Yeah, and I right. don't think um, you know, and when it's used in those other populations, the dosing is a little bit different, and so you don't really. Uh, you know, you probably won't even have those side effects uh, mm. of that sort of thing. Um, and generally, um, and, and this is, uh, I apologize if this offends anybody's delicacies. Generally, when you're used in those other populations, you, you, you do still need 
some sort of arousal to get the side effect of it. And that's oh, not going to happen in some of these other populations. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just um, it's not just going to give you a boner for, you know, automatically. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you know I didn't know that. It's I'd... more a helper. It's it's not a, uh, it's not giving yes. you all the work for you. I mean, this is yeah, news so to I mean, me. I thought it was always just like, hey, here's, enjoy this, whether you like it or not. That's what I thought. So right. I... Well, there's some other meds like, uh, uh, we're, we're going down a little dangent rabbit hole here, but there was an old medicine, uh, Caverject, <laughs> Uh, which was used for the same things, but you were injecting it into your peen, and uh, oh, and, and, yeah, no, uh, and then there was also kind of like I believe they had suppositories of Caverject too, but uh, yeah, and then that would just cause arousal. What? That's a little bit different than most of the meds where you still have to have uh, arousal. You're not just gonna, uh, you know, that's why uh, some of them, the the more popular ones, that uh, the last like 12 hours, and so you can, you know, like I think it's Viagra. Most of them were. Uh, take one hour prior to sex. Whereas yeah. other ones were like, hey, uh, you're not sure. It's funny because commercials were great for these. They're yeah. like, you're not really sure when you're going to have that moment, but for the next 12 to 24 hours, if you do have that moment, we got you covered. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, but then, uh, by the way, it's a needle or a thing up your butt. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think, actually, I think it was... Um, I'm pretty sure it's a urethral suppository. Again, these are on the news most of the time. Oh, yes. That's, uh, a, that's an object. It doesn't, nothing should fit. Don't put it. Yeah, and out. I apologize for the pain that people may be experiencing just thinking about <laughs> just, that. Just from that. Thank you very much. I'm yeah. having a little bit of pain, and uh, it's because of you. So, all right. That's that's good to know. I just wanted to get to the bottom of that finally and uh, figure out what the heck's going on. And I learned something. I thought I thought Viagra was just an automatic, here's your, here's your deal. You know, go for it. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny how the you know, the side effects of women, and, and this is something I say all the time, but like that's been happening for uh, you know 40, 50 years, where most of the meds that are used for something now were used for something else when they were in development, mm. which is interesting. Yeah. And you even see some of that with uh, uh, you know some antibiotics and stuff like that. Like they just were, they just happened to have come across this side effect that it worked better for for this, and they're like, all right, well, let's use it. All right. It's great. Well, now that you've everyone's come and gotten some medical knowledge, let's uh, get a recommendation for the week for uh, what people should be playing on their tabletop this weekend. Do you have anything hot right now that you're really into? Oh, a really hot game. Um, and, uh, and again, Johnson, you can fall asleep for this one. Um, because <laughs> Hold on. Are the instructions more than a single card? Is that what you're telling me? Is that what's going on? No, it's that the game is going to take like two hour, two to three hours. And, oh. uh, and sometimes, and you can also play, you know, the explanation of this game might be longer than what you would want, but it's oh still it, it would be easy wow. enough. It still would be easy enough for you to play, but it is a sprawling, really cool game. So we all have heard about Twilight Imperium, like fourth edition. That's a game that I talk about a lot about how it's like a uh, anywhere from a four to twelve hour extravaganza where it's a big, just a big four X game, and everybody's got their own race, and you're just taking over the universe, and it just takes forever. But it's it's great. This yeah. is what's called Twilight Inscription. It's based on the same universe, but so roll and write games are kind of, I talk about these a lot, like flip and write or roll and write games are kind of a, a hotness that's become around the last few years. So uh, like roll and write, the, the ultimate example of roll and write is like uh, Yahtzee. You know, you're rolling dice yeah. and you're writing stuff down. So newer ones, the you know, the modern roll and writes, like you've got uh, Fleet the Dice Game or, or love, That's uh, So Clever. Clever, yeah. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So that's the, those are big hotnesses and they've come like crazy the last few years. I mean, there's just uh, hundreds and hundreds of them, but they're great because they're they're portable uh, and, and they're just easy to play and easy to teach, but they're starting to get like heavier ones now. So uh, things like uh, Three Sisters is a little bit heavier. Uh, Hadrian's Wall is really heavy. 
Uh, but things like, and then you have Welcome To, which is a nice light one. But so they went ahead and they decided, Fantasy Flight put out this, it's a roll and, or it's kind of a flip and write. We'll call it a roll and write because there's dice in there too. But it's a roll and write based on Twilight Imperium. But it can take, and you can play it from anywhere from one to eight players. I've played this uh, a few times already solo. I haven't gotten a chance because I uh, haven't had a whole lot of game days lately because of hockey and everything else. Mm. So I have played it solo. But it does take a little while. But it's great. It's easy to learn. But it's it's very, I mean, it's got to be, if you've seen some of these pictures, you can see how it's it's a little intimidating because everybody has four sheets. Usually rolling right, you have like one sheet. And then, you know, and then you're doing stuff. Here, everybody has four sheets. And they also have a race that has a special ability. And then there's basically, uh, I think it's like 11 rounds that you're going to go through. So the person that's kind of just, uh, we'll say, running the game, it's like they call them like the, uh, uh, I don't remember, like the diplomat or something. Like somebody's got a special name and they just kind of run the game with flipping over the card. Sure. So you flip over the first card, it has like a, a it'll have like a scenario or, or the event of the round. And then you'll get some, uh, you'll get like three dice or two dice or one die, depending on the, the event. And then you'll have to do something with some of these. Uh, uh, resources, and then you pick which uh, which one of your four cards uh, that you have, you know, uh, you know your four main event cards uh, that you're going to use, and you're going to figure out which one of those you're going to activate for that round. Uh, you know, which one of your sheets, sure. and then you do different things. You know, there's navigation, there's kind of exploration. It's like 4x. I mean, uh, and there's even kind of a war thing where you're unlocking different uh, uh, ships and stuff, and then you're putting them out because you're always going to uh, think of it almost Seven Wonders style. When when there is a war. You're fighting the person on your left, and you're fighting the person on your right. And you're not necessarily fighting the person across the table. So depending on if you beat one or the other, you get some rewards when it when that war event does come up. Mm. And you kind of... It's interesting, because since there is the four different uh, sheets, you you kind of... If, if you kind of spread out too much, you're going to be the master of nothing. So you've got to kind of pick your, your poison, depending on your race, too, that may have better advances or better ways to use uh, your dice on uh, different the different sheets to, to advance better. And, you, and it may help your strategy a little bit more. Because if you thin yourself out too much, you're just gonna not going to really score very well as it is. So, but, uh, but this one is great. It's a lot of fun. Uh, they have these. Uh, so I call it a roll and write, but all these sheets are kind of this like waxy pen where it's not necessarily it's a uh, I think they call it some sort of it's like chalk pen even though I think they use the word chalk but it's really just another uh, you know just another grease pen on yeah. there, um, on there. Mm. Uh, but but it's great but it, it takes a little while even so uh, but it doesn't it doesn't overstay its welcome even even at the length that it's at which is which is great okay and it's, so uh, really it was a huge hotness at uh, one of the last I don't know if it was uh, Gen Con or what it was, but it was huge hotness there. But I picked it up from uh, Cape Fear Games around here, and and, uh, and it's great. Well, uh, that's awesome. What was the name one more time? So I just make sure people heard it. It's called Twilight Inscription. Twilight Inscription. I'm writing this down so I can share it out. Uh, awesome. Twilight Inscription. And I put the link in there. I don't know if you've got. If you've oh, got I missed the link it. In, there yeah. it is. Yeah. yeah, it's okay. Okay. Um, there, you, there you have it. Uh, but, but it's probably going to be about 50, 60 bucks at a friendly local game store. And it's going to scare people off because of maybe the weight or how it looks. You know, you need a big old table to have a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I'll say it's not as heavy as it looks. And if you are used to playing roll and write games, even maybe not Hadrian's Wall or the really heavier ones, it doesn't feel it's once you. Uh, I say this a lot with games. Once you speak the language of the game, you learn the language of the game you know what you're doing because yeah. rolling rights you know even the, the heavier ones you know when you see the symbols once you know what the, what's going on and everything then it's just a matter of wrapping your head around all right well do i want to unlock 
uh, you know, this technology or do I want to use the symbols over here? And then you're kind of, uh, you know, the, the chaining things together. And this is what's fun in games is like when you, un, you know, you're like, oh, I got this and it unlocked this. And that's what's rolling right. It's like Gonshan Clever, uh, Brian. Like you got, oh, I, I, I circled this and now I get to do this and I get to do this and this. And then you're like, you feel smart after doing stuff like that. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, we'll check it out, everybody. The game is called cool. Twilight Inscription, available. Probably not at Target, but maybe other places. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, probably most gaming I don't, store. Yeah, yeah, and and who knows? Something like this may even get into Target eventually because Target's starting to have all sorts. And you probably can get it even like Barnes and Noble may start carrying some of these things. Uh, Fantasy Flight in, is a little bit different with kind of how they release a lot of things. Uh, I don't, I don't think they allow a lot of online game stores to do these. So you'll see them more. Uh, in your friendly local game store, and and where I guess wherever Asmodee kind of puts their stuff out because they're all owned by uh, by Asmodee sure, as well, sure. Asmodee USA. Yeah. Um, but I'll just remind everybody before I go. Yep. Don't stick anything in your peen. Yeah, don't put anything in your <laughs> peen. Don't. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> especially like a meeple that would hurt. Right, going in and out. You don't want that. Oh, oh yeah. Don't be well, putting, tiny tiny meeple. Or if chits, we learn, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, or chits. Don't put chits in. <laughs> or anything. You know what? Don't put anything. It's an exit only deal. Just is what the deal is. Yeah. I don't want to shame yep. anybody for whatever they're into. Exit only. All right? That's what That's I'm right. saying. Dan, have a fantastic week. Well, you boys week. have a, uh, have a great month. week uh, and, and great talking to you guys as always. Yeah. Be good. Have fun. Have a good Halloween, by the way. We'll see you later. Halloween. Thanks, Dan. Halloweenus. Halloween. Uh, I got an email I want to practice. As, okay, so someone sent this in, and I want to read it as if the computer wrote it. Okay? Okay. So here right. we go. Let's see if we can get this to play. All right. Here we go. Good morning, guys. I have enjoyed filling out the questions that Brian makes up for the feud. I couldn't find the last one, and the new one is in Discord or Facebook. I don't use Facebook, and I think I need an invite for Discord if that's possible, or can you just email me the link so I can play, please? Thanks. Chuck Byers. P.S. Why does Brian Ibbett's anus look like that? <laughs> Uh, I had her do it in her sad voice, and I added the PS yeah. if that wasn't obvious. It is sad. It is sad. Yeah, really. Yeah. Do you want to answer that? As far as like what the I'll deal answer is? the last part. I'm tired of answering the first part. <laughs> you don't want to Discord answer that anymore. Join Facebook and Discord, but let's really talk about my anus. <laughs> yeah, just get in there. It's not hard. Join those things and just be in there. Uh, yeah. No, it's a, it's a really good point. I thought. I guess we didn't put it on Twitter as well, but. Uh, uh, look, I mean, you know, we can put it on 18 different places. And there'll be somebody who says, well, I don't use any of those 18 things, so I don't know what to do. Well, in the case of uh, Discord, email, you don't you don't even need an invite. You just go j- join. You just go, but yeah. you need, oh, yeah, with the Discord, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a link on uh, the website. Send me an email. I'll give you a link. I don't have one in front of me, or, or I haven't made a tiny URL or anything like that, so... Send me an email, Chuck Byers. Yeah, Chuck Byers, get in there. You sound very nice. We don't give it to Scott because he can't fill it out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, request it from me, Chuck. But if you want in on that Discord, it's it's no big deal. Just uh, get in there. Yeah, it's free. You don't need an invite. You just. uh, Uh, I mean, how do you find it without an invite, though? Do you just? Is there a link we have anywhere? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the the website. slash tms. Yeah, over there has a link. Uh, You can also just go straight to the meet if you want to go to frogpants.com slash discord. I made one for that. It just gets you probably where we should put a link to the uh, the current. Tadpooly feud uh, survey. Actually. Yeah, we can put the survey there. I mean, the hard the, if it, especially if we can figure out a way to make it so it didn't change URLs every time. Right, exactly. Like make it a yeah. so that I could do a tiny URL and just keep using the same 
yeah. shortened version every yeah, time. Yeah, something that just like, wouldn't be easy to forget every month. Uh, or whatever. <laughs> a bunch of work, man. It's a bunch of work. It's a bunch of work. All right, science time. Yeah, I like that. I mean, we got a little science about putting stuff in your wiener, but uh, right. don't be doing that, anyone. Let's see. No. Pull him let's, in hope, let's hope Bobby has something else, because it would, it would be a, a drag if he... So oh. I was going to talk about the same thing that Dan talked about. Yeah, we're going to talk about wieners, putting things in wieners. Uh, All right, let's play his thing here. Here you go. Where is it right here? Science. Hey, it's science. How do I know? Because I'm looking at Bobby's handsome face. Uh, Bobby, welcome <laughs> hey. back to the show, and uh, thanks for being here. How are you? I'm doing well. So I've got an idea for Chuck. Do it. Um, All right. For Chuck Byers. So here's what we do for people like Chuck who don't have who aren't on anything what you do brian mm-hmm. because there's no way scott's gonna follow up on this what you do is you say <laughs> whatever you say well, j- hear me out before you all start right. getting judgmental all there. right all right i mean i guess i'm being judgmental <laughs> yeah it's first. you judging <laughs> there's no way scott's ever gonna do this hey don't get offended yeah what, what you the do- <laughs> <laughs> so what you do is you say here's the url https colon backslash backslash docs.google.com slash document slash d slash one lowercase you know and you do the whole yeah. thing mm-hmm. yeah and that'll that'll get them there if, that's if true because they just have to keep pausing their audio and typing in the next yeah few type in the next letter right, right. exactly if you want it bad enough you'll get it now I'm, was i wrong scott you're not gonna do that no, you're not gonna no, you know down. what you are absolutely right i am not going to do that <laughs> i should have waited for the full explanation before i took any uh, uh offense by the way the computer would like to say one more thing to us here mm. you go Hold on. It's taking a second. Why? It shouldn't take this long. Never okay. put anything in your wing-wing. Yeah. See, don't do it. Don't yeah. put anything. Never, never, never put that. anything in your wing-wing. All right. I like how she whispers. It. It's almost ASMR. <laughs> um, hey, Bobby, I hear the Frontier is uh, uh, actively looking for pilots, and they're like willing to pay people exorbitant salaries to come be pilots for them. Have you? Is that true? Um, Weird. Yeah. Okay. Bobby, like I, being, everyone asks me that, do, do I want to be like an airline pilot? Yeah, would no, you want to be? I know no. you're learning how to fly, but would you want? No. You wouldn't want that kind of responsibility. It's not the responsibility. I think it would be fine, and it would. I would probably enjoy it. But from what I understand, this the the schedule is pretty demanding, and with mm. my kids, like like maybe if I ever like if I didn't have kids that I was had to be interested in hanging out with. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you have to, I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I think for to be an airline pilot, you have to be willing to be gone. It's like a trucker, it's a, right? You got to be, yeah. you got to be yeah. willing to be gone for like weeks at a time. Yeah. So because yeah. they have a pretty pretty intense schedule, you're flying somewhere. You know, when you sleep, you're sleeping wherever you are. Exactly. In a hotel you turn for a couple and fly hours. Somewhere else, and may yeah. not be back home. And yeah, it's true. Yeah. Well, so so the what is the end game for you? Is it just learning to fly, and that's cool enough? So yeah. so all I, I really I just want to be able to fly. Like a private pilot's license is fine with me. I would I probably if I can with my vision if I can get uh, the medical certification f- that you need for a commercial license. I probably will go ahead and do that, and maybe slowly work towards a commercial license just to do it. Um, I'll already be flying, and the things you learn for a commercial license, I I would like to learn anyway. Um, but there's a lot of things you can do with a commercial pilot's license that's not being an, and that's actually Big, an extra yeah, level airline, on top yeah. of it. Being a, being an airline um, pilot, there's actually more certification you have to have on top of that. 
So that's a whole nother category, but uh, I, commercial license would be great. You can do all sorts of things with that. Is it There's specialized if you want to land on water and stuff? I, I saw a lot of those. There in are Alaska. there are certifications for uh, seaplanes. They mm. call them. So you can you have to get your seaplane certification and stuff like that. Yeah. Any interest in that? You want to land on the water? That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I hear it's sure. fun. Yeah, a little hydroplane. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, I could be like Baloo from Tailspin <laughs> or Sully. <laughs> Yeah, or Sully. <laughs> I think Sully wasn't planning. To... That wasn't his idea. It depends mm. on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Conspiracy theories abound. Uh, here's some breaking news right here. This just in, Bobby Frankenberger has no interest in commercial piloting. I really should have this That's website true. removed from my life. Why Why does he get that? And I have a weird anus. Why is that the way? I know the, ir- the irony is I do have a weird anus. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't want to know any more than that. I don't want to know anything else. Uh, Bobby, uh, let's get to the science seg- uh, portion of our science segment. Um, what is, uh, what's going on? You're probably brewing something up for your show. So share, what do you got? Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about science and, and how, you know, it's sort of like a, a prestigious institution right like people think highly of science and scientists and and they they're they're the people who discover the new things and add knowledge to the world and everything so i wanted to talk about a very prestigious branch of science which is tickle science oh okay Um, (laughs) interesting yeah uh and in particular talk about what it is that we know about about the sensation of tickling and a, a, a study that was done recently that looked into a question in the mysterious world of tickle science, which is, why can't we tickle ourselves? Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah to laughter anyway. I it's mean, the, I can do a thing it's where... It's the same reason you can't tell a joke and make yourself laugh, right? Just because you know you're doing it, you're expecting that sensation. Well, I make I'm myself guessing. laugh. I laugh at my own jokes all the time, so yeah. I don't know if that's... Okay, all right. If, <laughs> but it's... A, I, don't but know I, don't, I, I think Brian's on the right. Eyes. You're when on I the right. jokes that only I hear, I roll my eyes out. It's like, oh, Brian. You're, but Brian's... I think Brian's got a good point there. I, I can tell you this. Like, there's a, speci- there's a special thing I can do where on the back <laughs> of my right or left arm, if I just kind of lightly tickle it, it's just mm-hmm. kind of relaxing. I don't know. I've got, like, nerve endings there or something. It's just kind of nice. When someone else does it to me, it tickles me uncontrollably and I laugh like an yeah. idiot. Yeah. So why? It, why? What's the difference? Have they figured that out? Well, so there is one prevailing theory, and it does have a little bit to do with. So has a little bit to do with what what you're talking, what you were saying, Brian. But do you know why scientists like? Do you know what the why we tickle? Why do we tickle each other at all? <laughs> oh, because we get a reaction. Because we get. Uh, I don't know. It's. Uh, you know, it's because you want a reaction out of your friend, your child, your partner, your whoever. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's you're it's a social thing, right? Like okay. it's, it it yes. involves it, the the prevailing wisdom is is that it's maybe it's it's disarming to to people. It uh, increases social bonding. Maybe mm-hmm. it eases tensions. That kind of thing. Animals tickle each other. There are plenty of animals that do it. Um, not just like if we could tickle Putin, he'd probably be a, a lot nicer. Yeah, like we just we'd end this tickle. conflict. Yeah, just yeah. a good tickle. It's a good tickling. Yeah. No one yeah. dares do it though, because they'll get poisoned the second they do it or whatever. <laughs> Fed two dogs. Yeah. <laughs> so, but there are plenty of animals that do it. Humans are not the only animals that do it. Like I said, chimpanzees are known to to tickle each other, but also dogs hmm. and dolphins 
and it's uh, and rats actually. Um, whenever tickling is studied, it's usually studied in rats, which is Weird. I think really interesting. Like that would not be an animal that I would have first thought of when it comes to tickling. Domestic domestic rats, I would do. I wouldn't do a, a wild one in the streets or whatever. And that thing will give you weird diseases. But yeah, like I, I get it. Rats are often used for all kinds of. I was reading about some new breakthrough cancer thing that just happened, which I know very little about except it sounded exciting. Where. They figured out how to get good cells in some organs to rush to other organs and repair damage caused by cancer, which seemed like a big deal. Anyway, once again, they're seeing all the results in rats because that's kind of where you start, right? It's your baseline yeah. mice and rats. Mm-hmm. Right. Rats are easy to breed, so it's it's good when we can def- find things that can be studied in them. And, uh, and also, it's probably pretty non-controversial to tickle rats in a lab rather than... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse things Doing, to do. That's true. Yeah, yeah, behind the exactly. showbiz pizza. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> These are what are interesting though. Like this, if you ask me, that this category of discussion belongs with why do we sneeze? Uh, why? Uh, what was the other one? Um, laughter in general. Period. Like laughter is, yeah. is weird. Sure. It's weird that we emit this sound. And yeah. Um, yeah. I know they study that too, but that stuff fascinates me. Yeah, and so so we've studied it in rats. We've studied and we've looked at the neurology in rats. We've actually identified the place in rats' brains where tickle sensations or the, or the 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 reaction to tickling seems to come from. We also know, by the way, I think this is cool. We know that rats actually enjoy being tickled uh, because because you know that question might be: Are they just making a noise because you're doing it, or or are they actually enjoying it? And they found that. When you tickle rats, you they will fall. They will like if you tickle a rat and then move your hand to the other side of like a box that it's in, it'll mm. run towards your hand to try to get you to do it again. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty. Uh, I thought that's pretty interesting. But so the we know it's a social kind of thing, or or we're pretty sure that it's a social sort of uh, of of activity, right? Mm. Um, and, and because a lot of the animals that do it are also social animals. Um, so to, to answer the question of how there's a lot of mysteries in, in tickle science, which is not just why it happens, but what's going on in the brain when, when you get tickled. And that's what this, uh, scientist, Michael Brecht in a Humboldt university in, in Berlin, was trying to figure out was mm-hmm. what's going on in the brain specifically uh, when when we are being tickled. And so decided to do this with not just imaging or anything like that, uh, brain imaging, but, but, uh, but wanted to look at the question of not just some of the things we've talked about, but specifically what happens when why he was really interested in the question of why we can't tickle ourselves and, and, and what's the reason for that. Now, Brian, you mentioned the the thought of that it, we know we're doing you're expecting it, right? it you're looking that's like you know you're scratching your foot it doesn't tickle you're just scratching a niche on the bottom of your foot that normally right. if somebody else were to touch would would make you jump out of your hide and yeah 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 and, and so yeah. so that was he wanted to to tease that out like it have something does it have something to do with expectation right mm-hmm. knowing that it's coming so he took 12 people and uh, and put them on a chair, had them lay down on a chair where a person would be behind them and could tickle them in various places without them seeing it coming and knowing which place that they were. It was random. They were, they were looking at a, a, like a, a monitor. The tickler was looking at a monitor that would like show a body part 
randomly that they would tickle. And there were five, I think, five different uh, parts. It was um, feet, armpits, neck, chin. No, it was neck, armpit, lateral trunk, which is the side of your body. They're just being, you know. Lateral <laughs> trunk. Okay. Lateral trunk. I like that. Uh, the bottom of the foot. <laughs> And the crown of the head, and the crown of the head was like the the control, right? Like okay, not a really right. not a ticklish place. area. This is just yeah. to make sure that the experiment works. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you'd be the tickler would be behind the person, and it was really important because previous science has shown that that in order to be tickled, we have to be comfortable, and it usually has to be someone that we know or right. or that we're at least comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel bad for the people that had to test the I don't know this guy part of the test. You know? <laughs> Did somebody have to do that yeah. when they walk please, up behind him? Please sit in this chair and we're going to have this man come in and tickle you. <laughs> yeah, that sounds rough. Especially if you didn't yeah. know he was behind you the whole time or whatever. I don't know. It seems crazy. <laughs> but but these were two people that, that knew each other, uh or at least were comfortable with each other and um and they would they would do this. So so the person would stand behind them and they they pointed high speed GoPros at at the people to so that they could <laughs> They could analyze their facial reactions and how quickly they happened and stuff like that. Right. So, so what what did they, what did they find out? First of all, interesting things: three hundred milliseconds after the tickling ensued, would the, a facial expression would be caused, which is very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then five hundred milliseconds after that, vocalization, aka laughing, would occur. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, and that, they thought that was kind of late because normally, we, when when other s- experiments have tested how f- quickly we have vocal responses to touch sensation, normally it happens more like three hundred, three hundred and twenty milliseconds after. But this this happened a little bit slower than that mm. on average. Got it. Um. So which which is just an interesting interesting observation, right? Yeah. Um. So. Here's what they found out. They found out first of all, uh, if if someone was tickling themselves, it would not cause. Typically, it would not cause any kind of tickle reaction. Does that like mean a, there's a, some that did? Like some of them actually laughed at the. A tickling. small amount might be able to in certain spot in certain very ticklish spots. They the bottom of the feet are the ticklish spot according mm-hmm. to them. That would freak um, me out if I yeah. tickled myself and laughed. I would worry about my mentality. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's very weird. Um, so most people, almost nobody could tickle themselves. Um, very ticklish when someone else did it to you. But here's the really interesting thing was they found that they could suppress if you were tickling yourself while someone was tickling you, it would also suppress the tickling sensation. Really? Yeah. I'm going to remember this. Yeah, so if somebody's tickling you and you don't want it to to be happening then you just need to start also tickling yourself i don't know where were I'm you trying the, to tease some practical where were you in junior high when my idiot brother would pin me down and tickle me and i couldn't do anything about it i should have I, I wish i'd have known this trick i didn't yeah. know science yeah. hasn't hadn't advanced far enough yet stupid science <laughs> what was it the 80s my gosh what a bunch it of seems slackers like you could create a machine that randomly like basically randomly picks a place to tickle you 
and it's got you know whatever feathers or whatever you know at all the different spots yeah and you're looking away you, you can't see which thing is approaching which body part and then it goes and then it tickles you like it would work right it might work that'd be great like yeah they should hire like, you again, you could you're help kind of expecting it yeah i'll do a new testicle machine yeah test yeah, tickle you, you could revolutionize tickle science with your I tickle can. bot yeah yes. tickle tester or like brian says test tickle test tickle.com <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh yeah that won't be confused with anything it'll be perfect do that. Don't Google it, folks. No, don't Google uh, it. <laughs> so, what the, so what he thinks is going on here then is that it's not as much, a, it's a little bit about expectation, but, but he, th- the, this Brecht scientist thinks that, um, that what's happening is when we, when we know that we, so when, when we know that a sensation is coming, if we're, if we're yeah. touching our own bodies, then then the brain just globally around your around your body suppresses the sensation of touch mm. um it makes it so you are less likely to feel touch sensations when you are doing it to yourself or when you're aware of your own like you know your own movement is causing it and so that just globally reduces the sensation of touch which makes it so that when someone else is also trying to tickle you at the same time that you're doing it to yourself it it suppresses that sensation as well Mm. which seems to make sense because think about it when you're sitting in your chair and you're moving around you don't typically feel your tiny movements right not really, unless you're right. m- purposely thinking about it, I guess. But you don't notice it's it. Hypersensitive or something. But yeah. the sen- the sensations the sensations that you do feel are not like are not like really sensitive sensations. It's just you can feel yourself moving in your chair. But if someone were to, without you knowing it, walk up behind you and maybe uh, tap your clothing, even not even your shoulder, but maybe like tap your cl- just your shirt. Yeah. You you'd probably feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even though it's a very small touch, and it's because you you don't know that it's coming. Right? It's also it's yeah, kind of the princess and the pea thing, right? You're used to whatever you're used to. Like we develop and our brains solidify around whatever we're what the sensations and the feelings that this body produces. Unless that changes significantly, I'm, I'm going to be completely used to that. And any alterations, no matter how slight, yeah, no, yeah, no matter how slight, yeah. are going to make me notice. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, which yeah. is uh, its own fascinating thing kind of because you know i guess that's it's a survival thing if i if i know what my zone is and i'm in it then i'm good but the minute like i hear a loud noise that isn't normally here or any other stimuli visual touch whatever you immediately go shit this is different (laughs) the tiger's gonna eat me and i'm gonna die and i better get in the cave real quick kind of uh, reactions right that's what we do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but why we why we laugh when somebody jabs their fingers in our ribs is just beyond me still yeah, even after this conversation, I still well, not really good. And that's the thing, right? Because even you know what you're saying a second ago, Bobby, is our brain says, "Oh, there's a finger coming towards the bottom of my foot. I'm going to lower the sensitivity of that area." Still, still doesn't work. And is that just because, like that area on your bottom of your feet or your ribs? Even with your brain saying, "All right, I'm I'm cutting off the sensation there, reducing the sensation there," it's still enough to to cause tickle, a tickling sensation. Maybe it's because of the unpredictability of it. Um, it's that's, mm. that's a really good question because you're right. If you know someone is going to be tickling you, mm-hmm. it's you still feel it. You still feel it and you still laugh yeah. from it, but maybe your foot, the, the nerves on your feet are 
there's there's not a direct like this is exactly what it's going to feel like so your brain can stop it there's a little bit of of randomness a little bit of uh oh uh, yeah, i know I it's know. coming but i don't know what it's gonna feel like uh, mm-hmm. yeah i think you've I explained know. why i don't like drugs that alter sensation because even the ones that make you feel good they change the norm mm-hmm. and you go uh this isn't normal and it makes makes me kind of panicky and feel like uh-huh. i don't want to be here this is weird like I remember when the I had my makes Scott paranoid. That's we heard right. It here, I probably folks. would be, I'd probably be a paranoid user. Like that's, that's probably what would happen yeah. to me. Like when I got yeah. this big chunk of skin taken out, wherever it is on this side of my neck for a, uh, what turned out to be cancerous or precancerous. Anyway, they oh, took wow. it out. This is forever ago back when I was like 29 or something. And, um, when they did it, they gave me Percocet or no, something like that that I took home mm-hmm. with me. And they said, just take one of these today and then see how you feel the next day or whatever while it heals. Took half of one. Oh, Laura, Laura Tab, it was called. Sure. Yeah. Took half of one of those things, and I thought I had gone to Mars and back. Like, what the F am I doing on this? <laughs> nothing felt normal. And so then, yeah. because nothing felt normal, all that stimulus felt like I was almost somebody else, and it just freaked me out, just panicked me. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. do it again. I'm like, I'll take the pain. Let's just go. Let's do the pain. At least the pain I can recognize right. as for what it is. This other stuff makes me feel like I don't know who I am anymore, and I hated that. So anyway, I, I, all, you know, everyone else's experience may be different. They'd be like, oh, no, that not only to help my pain, but I slept like a baby and I bear, bear, bear. Yeah, yeah. Just a different reaction, I guess. Anyway. Well, there you go. Uh, is, uh, is that what you guys are doing? Uh, like a deeper dive on the next show or is there something else going on? What do you guys No, this is just for you. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, <laughs> I like that. No, last on our, on our last episode of All Around Science, the one that just came out yesterday, me and Maura talked about um, volcanoes. There's this really cool one-of-a-kind volcano that spews out black lava. Whoa. Um, and uh, it's in Africa, and she talked a lot about that. And I talked about how the FDA finally decided that uh, avocados are healthy. Oh, now we've decided. And, per- and perhaps sugary cereal is not. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know what to say about this information. Yeah. I do remember Breaking. when I was a kid, they we were told that avocados were going to, that were they were bad. They were clog your arteries. Don't eat them. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's they're one all of those like, things that goes back and forth, like wine and eggs. Like yep. this month, wine's good for you. This month, eggs are good for you. Oh, next month, no, it's bad. It's yeah. the worst thing ever. Next yeah. thing you know, mm-hmm. someone's mixing their wine with their eggs with an avocado on top. <laughs> oh. Who even knows? Describing my lunch. That just sounds all right. Avocado and <laughs> eggs right of, now? Mm. Yeah. Egg and avocado? Sure. And a caveman. Uh, oh, and a caveman, says the lady. Okay. Uh, so, Bobby, uh, having you on is great, but we need to find out where to go get more of you. Please tell folks where that co- where that podcast is and how to get it. It is called All Around Science, and we talk about science every week, all all kinds of stuff. And you can just search for it in all the places where you search for podcasts and uh, or allaroundscience.com. Excellent. That's a great idea. Bobby Frankenberger, have a fantastic week. We'll see you next time. Thanks. See you, Bobby. Bye. All right. There he goes. There he goes. Uh, real there quick he here, uh, wanted to remind people today at 3.30, we're doing the, uh, in Halloween, for Halloween fun, me and Brian Dunaway are discussing all things Alone in the Dark, the old classic cool. games uh, on Play Retro. If you have not heard of Play Retro and you like retro video games, you might like this show. Uh, we record every Tuesday for the most part, and today it's happening at 3.30 Mountain Time right here at frogpants.tv or later on the podcast, wherever you get your shows. 
Uh, Brian, you got anything coming up? We should. Uh, I don't. Um, I'm waiting for uh, Jenny. We recorded last night. Uh, my guest on the uh, Fulcrum feed. So uh, nice. we're talking about Star Wars music and all the history of it for everyone from from John Williams, of course, all the way up to Ludwig Göransson and uh, the new the new dude who does Andor, whose name is escaping Nicholas. Batil or something oh, like that. that anyway. new stuff, that Andor stuff is so good. It's so good, and and yeah. you know, there's a lot of great stuff in there. Even Miko or Meko or however it's pronounced, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's coming up on the Fulcrum feed. I will let everyone know um, when it's up on the feed, and you know, whenever there's a day that we don't have TMS, you can uh, play Scott and my guest spots on that show simultaneously, and it'll almost be like we're doing a TMS with Jenny as the guest. Yeah. Take that AI generated podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need a fancy computer to do that. Just play two podcasts at the same time. I am straight. I'd love to be on there. And she's a great host. And I'm sure it was she a good is. time. So I'm glad to hear you You ended up on there as well. It's awesome. For sure. Uh, who made the music from Mandalorian? That guy, also very cool. Yes. Uh, that was uh, Ludwig uh, Gorenson. Oh, that's you said his name. It's a hard name to remember. Yeah. yeah. I think I even have that here. Here you go. Enjoy it. I mean, it's so iconic now. So good. Hey, so Mando. Good. Yeah, hey, Mando. What's <laughs> up? All right, we're going to take our leave. Before we do, a reminder of a couple of things. The website has all the connections to everything you're looking for. So all you out there like, where do I request songs? How do I get on the Discord? Uh, soon the the feud uh, thing. All of that stuff. Frogpants.com slash TMS. If you would like to support our show, Patreon.com slash TMS. And if you'd like to email us, use the email address, the morningstream at gmail.com there's a the in front okay the morningstream at gmail.com because someone else stole the version without it jerk also tms was not available anyway uh that's it for us let's get out of here with music what do you got there dude yeah sounds good i'm copying a link right now that i'm gonna send to you hey i've got a request that came in from kevin chu we know him as icor or icker uh, he says, hey, Satan and Beelzebub. This is a request for any day in October for Halloween. If you want a spooky song, then Erock's cover of Tubular Bells, a.k.a. the theme from The Exorcist, is good. You'll need to bleep a word at the 136 mark or don't. Give the people listening an incentive to download the episode and listen to the songs. Wow. <laughs> no, you'll want to. Because it's basically audio from the, the movie The Exorcist. And uh, Linda Blair says a very horrible thing that... Uh, oh. Oh. That, uh, they used in this. What was the uh, time? Did you give me a timestamp? What was it again? Yes, you... one minute thirty six seconds. One th- I'll just in the it. song. Yep. Okay. So there you go. Uh, anyway, this is great. This is uh, E Rock, otherwise known as Eric Calderon, that dude that smiles and plays heavy metal guitar. His cover of the Exorcist theme, Tubular Bells, from Mike Oldfield. That that album, the original album, not even the Exorcist, but that album, Tubular Bells, that so whole side, 45 minutes of that song just freaked me out as a kid. Or oh, 20, yeah. Scary as 20, hell. Uh, yeah. Oh, also, just tubular, just that his music in general, there's something about yeah. it. Even the stuff that's a more upbeat and chill, it's like He's a he's a very unique creator. No he question. really is yeah. very cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, and he's the original. Uh, you know that song "Family Man" by uh, Hall and Oates. Leave oh. me alone. I'm a family man. Really? That's yeah, him. That's originally Mike Oldfield. <laughs> yeah. I would have never known that. <laughs> that's crazy. All right, I'll remember that next time I hear it. There you go. Yep. All right, do that. Uh, hey, let's get to the song. Here is the Exorcist theme by E Rock. All right, that'll do it for us. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Wednesday edition of the Morning Stream.
What an excellent day for an exorcism.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Brian Ibbotson. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.